Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach. Always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and and I'm in a different part of the country. I I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email this week. He says, Thank you for taking my email call. And I so appreciate the fact that I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to. And I don't know where I feel safe. So, he continues, I've been compulsive with sexuality for years and years and years. I've hidden everything about it. I've lied to people who have suspected. I visit a lot of places that I would never tell anybody about. And so I wanted you to know that it is so important that I get clean and I get honest, but I can't. So what do you suspect I do? So I say to him, you get yourself to a certified sexual addiction therapist and talk to that person. You know, the truth of the matter is when you talk to somebody that you know is going to keep your confidentiality, you can begin to unravel all the feelings that are tucked down deep inside And when you can do that, you can begin to figure out a treatment plan that will work for you. Does that make sense? I hope so. Because keeping the secret is doing nothing more than reenacting the trauma. You've been keeping secrets all your life. Time for you to find somebody that you feel safe with. Now, I believe there are several types of professionals that can... um, take that to the next stage. But the truth of the matter is certified sexual addiction therapist, a.k.a. a therapist that has gone through the rigorous training of understanding compulsive 
problematic sexual behavior through the International Institute for Trauma and Addiction Professionals, that's IPAP, is the place you can go to get your needs met. So see, I, I'm not getting paid by them, but I am a CSAC. I have been trained by them. I know what needs to happen. I know that not everybody can handle this. And therefore, it's imperative that you just cut to the chase and make that happen. Right? So where do you go for an ITAP professional? You go to sexhelp.com. That's right, sexhelp.com. And then you look for the... uh, tab that says find a provider and then you put your address or your zip code in comes hopefully therapists that are near or around you now you and I both know there's a lot of the world to cover and ITAP I do believe has about 2,000 professionals but that's not enough to cover the entire world So then the next thing you do is you find a therapist who's also a coach. Now, I'm not looking for any new clients. I got more than enough, but I am a therapist and a coach. And so where a therapist cannot necessarily cross state lines and give you the guidance you need, a coach can't. So if you've got somebody as skilled as a therapist of about 40 years, okay, 20 years, 10 years, I don't care how many years I was referencing me. And they are a mental health therapist and they're a coach. They'll be able to get you to the right people, get you the right guidance, and help you uncover the secret. Because the truth of the matter is that there is no reason to carry the shame of sexual addiction. I don't care what you've done. I don't know. I don't care how long you've done it. If you decide to come clean, that's what counts. And let's say that you decide to come clean and you lose your job. That's a horrible situation. But it's better to come clean than to lie about what's going on in your life. Now, I don't mean you have to volunteer that, but let's just say that human resources comes to you and says, um, we have reason to believe that you've been in, been on sites that are absolutely unprofessional and are reason for termination. There's no reason for you to deny it. You just say, I really need help, and I'm going to ask for your help right now because I don't want to lose my job because I love what I do, and I want to get my want to get better. And if you work for a company that absolutely cannot grant you that opportunity to get better, then it's important for you to know that you did the right thing by being honest. You didn't go into details, but you definitely did not lie. Because you can't be in recovery in any way, shape, or form and hold a lie. Now, I'm not saying volunteer everything, but I am saying if they ask you, you know, have you been on this website? You don't want to say, no, I have not. You might just want to defer and say, I know that I need help and I love my position and I don't want to lose it. Please get me the help I need. 
being clear and direct about what you need, feel, and believe. There are ways to work around this in many instances. And it's all about being honest, being clear, and being direct. Now, that is assertiveness. And assertiveness is one of the four kinds of communication that I talk about in my online course for Help or Heal. If you want a great course that takes you through how to navigate and help your partner heal, it's on Sex Help with Carol Coach. It's on the homepage. Get the course. It's amazing because it gives you the relational skills that you need to come to grips with who you are, what you've done, and what you can become. And that is ever so important. I know because that's my job, to create resources specifically for you. Right now, I'm in the process of creating a shame resiliency online course for addicts because one of the things that I believe is no matter where you are in your recovery, that shame is a nasty thing. If you want to feel guilty about some things, that's absolutely okay with me. Go ahead, feel guilty. Guilt means that you did something wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting in touch with the fact that you've done something wrong, you've hurt people, and now it's time to make a right. But if you're feeling shame, then you're feeling bad about the very essence of who you are, and that's never okay. Because there is never anything that you possibly could have done that warrants you believing that you can't be redeemed that you can't learn from your mistakes, that you can't be a better person. The transformation doesn't lead into potential. That's who I am. That's what I believe. I mean, I am a coach, and I'm a mental health therapist. And the only reason I am a coach is because I believe that you very specifically can work on your issues and figure out a way to give back and, you know, make something of yourself that you never thought you could have achieved ever because, you know what, your addiction took you away from who you wanted to be. It robbed you of that temporarily. It's definitely not for the long term because you would not be listening to the show if you didn't believe in yourself, if you didn't think you could change, and if you didn't want the skills to do that, right? So if I were going to ask you, hey, what are three things that you absolutely 100% unequivocally want to change about yourself, what would you say? Maybe it would be the obvious. I want to stop lying. Maybe it would be, I want to be able to help my wife. Maybe it would be, I want to create a fellowship so that I feel a part of something. Maybe it would be, I want to stop old behaviors and create new behaviors to fortify me. Wonderful goals. Transformational goals that will actualize your potential. And what I know to do that 
is that you have to have a support system to be with you as you make those changes. You cannot do it by yourself. I repeat, you cannot do it by yourself. Patrick Karn said, I have worked with thousands and thousands of addicts, and I've never met one who could do it by themselves. Okay, so that's the first thing. You've got to figure out a system that supports you. Maybe that's fellowship through SA or SAA. Maybe that's a religious organization. Maybe that is a treatment center that provides you with the fellowship after the fact to get you through and get you to be the person that you've always wanted to be. There are so many ways to do it, but I say it's not easy. As a matter of fact, it is the hardest work you will do. I promise you there'll be nothing more gratifying, but there'll be nothing more difficult than going into treatment for compulsive problematic sexual behavior. And when you do, you work on all those aspects of yourself that will make you the best person ever. Now tonight, we're going to be talking with Tim Kiernan. And he is first and a director of a center. The center is called A Better Lifetime Center for Hope and Healing. And he is beginning a hybrid therapy and coaching program in December that will offer an addict who's struggling with problematic sexual behavior an ability to focus in on not only the problem, but the strategies for becoming and remaining sexually abstinent while pursuing good recovery and taking you to that next level. He really is a big believer in intensives. Intensives are not just going into a hospital study. They are committing to being in treatment for a certain amount of time away from your family, away from your friends, so that you can really focus on the important issues that will catapult you into recovery. And one of the things that we know is that the more treatment the addict receives, the higher likelihood of sustained recovery. So doing an intensive means that you really work on those things which make you look at your life, decide what is most important, and create action plans for good recovery. Many of you have seen the book, A Call, which talks about the action plans that will take you to the next level. And that is so important when you're working on a better recovery. So I'm looking forward to talking to him tonight about intensives and identifying what is it that we need to do to maximize recovery and get people to the right 
to the right place where they can actually work on themselves in the most expedient way and really do the intense work with a, a group of men who can support each other. Again, Patrick Carnes says you have to have fellowship to begin this journey of sexual recovery. And that's why I wanted to interview Tim because he has been in the field forever. He really does believe in the intensive process and he believes in not only sex addiction recovery, but he believes that coaching and building on strategies is the best way to be the person you want to be. So Tim, welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach. Hey, Carol. How are you doing? Well, I am doing well, and I was so excited to be able to talk with you about intensives because, you know, you really have been in the field long enough to know what works, and you do have many strategies that do that. But tonight you said that you wanted to talk about strategies for becoming sexually abstinent as well as pursuing good recovery. So. Tell me a little bit, if you would, about your identity. You know, you've been a CSAT. How long have you been a CSAT? Well, I started my, um, you know, therapist's journey uh, at a place called Onsite, which is, uh, they've been around forever, and um, they mm-hmm. uh, do the, uh, they called it, at one point they called it healing sexual issues, and um um, and I got to experience that not only as a, a professional, but also um, as a participant myself. And um, it really uh, just opened my eyes to the um, uh, just opened my eyes to the power of, of fellowship and having a group of people with on this who are on the same journey. Um, and that experience uh, led me to change careers um, to become a CSAT. So. My first, I decided to go back to uh, graduate school, and uh, my first job out of graduate schools was at the uh, recovery ranch where I worked for Rob Weiss, um, and I worked in their men's uh, inpatient program. So that's, I guess, about 10 years ago now. now that makes a lot of sense, and, and obviously you've worked with some of the best. Now, you're a CSAT, mm-hmm. a Certified Sexual Addictions Therapist from, from ITAP. And mm-hmm. is it true, are you trained as a coach? I am. I uh, Before I even went to graduate school, uh, I um, went through a program called Life Purpose Institute, and um, it's out of San Diego, and uh, became a life coach and a career coach. Um, and I decided to specialize in working with people in recovery. Um, and my mentor, Max Haskett, who's one of the very first uh, CSATs to, to ever be credentialed, um, his his theory was, you know, there's trauma bonds, but then there's also trauma habits. And if you kind of think of it as a, a brick wall, um, you know, the bonds are the things that keep us stuck with the traumatic experiences but the habits, the trauma habits, are kind of the, the mortar in between the bricks, the daily things that we do to uh, reinforce that trauma bonding. And so the main focus there was to work uh, with the folks um, to, you know, tackle or, you know, just change the little things, change the trauma habits 
um, Carnes developed a, a thing called the Personal Craziness Index, and um, that's mm-hmm. a, a, a direct, you know, it's, it's a really you know, fantastic and wonderful um, way to to break those habits. So when I do coaching with folks, um, those are the things we're looking at. We're looking at the the little things from cleaning your car to uh, heck, just brushing your teeth. Um, some people just, you know, they lose uh, the desire, willingness, or even the, the awareness to do simple hygiene. Um, so we work on those, identify what's most problematic, and, and help them move forward. And also aids in the therapeutic process when we, we move into that realm. Um, so, you know, of course, uh, I don't know, keeping your car clean could remind uh, a person of a trauma they had around a parent with their car, you know. Just as an example. Mm-hmm. I I was just talking about that today because truly um, I just had a graduate from Gentle Path who was talking about the PCI and he was talking about the points he, he needs to get to, to remind himself of all the things that he needs to do. But he forgot that the personal craziness inventory is really looking at those things like is your closet a mess? Is your car a mess? Are you fragmented? Are you not getting enough sleep? Kind of the halt theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all those things that take away from good recovery. Now, I don't know mm-hmm. about you, Tim, but Patrick Carnes had gone through coaching himself. And when he got back from his coaching experience, he said, I want all of our addicts in recovery to eventually get to that point where they can take their life to a new level and create a legacy. And I was lucky enough to be Mm -hmm. in that training when he was saying those kind of things. And I was a coach. So I was like, oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh, not only is this sex addiction um, education, but he believed, as I do, that when you've done the 12-step work and you have worked so diligently on yourself, you are ready to take yourself to the next level. What do you absolutely. think? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, well, I just, you know, looking at my own life, you know, um, my uh, my folks decided that Florida was too dangerous this winter, and so they decided to uh, move back in or move in with me. <laughs> um, the legacy of, of my recovery is uh, I'm able to coexist in a house with my mom and dad. Um, you know, and uh, my kids, uh, even though their mom and I are divorced, you know, we still have a really strong uh, family, you know, the, the four of us. And, uh, you know, we co-parent really well together. And, and um, uh, even after, you know, the trauma that I caused uh, in our relationship, um, we're, you know, able to co-parent so well and we've become better friends than we've ever been. Um, and that's, you know, legacy of my recovery. And that carries over to my kids. Um, you know, they see the, the, the difference and the change that, um, you know, my recovery has had in my life. And um, they also get to see that it's okay uh, when, when you screw up, when you mess up, uh, even profoundly that, you know, redemption is, is there and it's okay to screw up. And when they do, they don't have to feel the shame of it like I did. Well, absolutely. And you and I both know that good um, recovery when you've had compulsive problematic sexual behavior means being gentle with yourself. 
so that, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of laugh and say, my goodness, now I'm taking care of my parents. They need me. Or, my goodness, you know, I may have had a divorce, but I'm doing it with integrity. And that's really what life's about. It's not about staying married 40 years. It's about living your life in integrity. And that's what it sounds like you're yeah. doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, put a premium on rigorous honesty is, is what my life is today. Absolutely. And and so I want to ask you, I know mm-hmm. that you personally believe that it's important that people that are struggling with any kind of problematic sexual behavior, that they consider doing an intensive. So tell me a little bit about that. What is an intensive? I know, but our listeners may not. And why is it so important? Well, you know, doing an intensive can be a great uh, jump start to somebody's recovery or um, or something they do after they've already started their recovery journey is, is maybe a shot in the arm or kind of a, a review of, of things they've, they've learned and done before and perhaps forgot. Um, the uh, the idea of the intensive is is to create an experience that um, you know they meet people they may not know to begin with, and um, and in knowing the people that struggle with the same issues as they do, there's a there's a great deal of shame reduction just right just right off the bat, um, you know, engage in similar behaviors and 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 even when somebody's behaviors might be totally different than the others. Um, you know, if you look a little deeper and look at the powerlessness that you have when you're in the throes of addiction, you can really uh, join with other clients in, in that process. Um, you know, what an intensive – they they all look a little different. You know, there's there's some that are a few days and some that are a couple weeks um, or a week. Uh, but the idea is spending, a, a, you know, an enormous amount of time in a short period of time, meaning like a weekend, but you're, you're spending eight, 10, maybe even 12 hours a day looking at your addiction with, with the help of the group members uh, being guided by somebody who might be a, a therapist or a coach or both. And, um, and then coming out of that experience uh, with a new group of friends, uh, with, with people that you can take with you um, it, throughout the rest of your life, uh, Another example of myself, I, you know, I did the uh, first healing sexual issues program that I attended at uh, onsite, and I'm still friends with three of the guys from my small group. Uh, we keep in touch. Um, uh, a couple of the guys were in each other's weddings, and um, and so it's it's been uh, and can be a really powerful experience. Absolutely. And so you said you were still friends with three of the guys. And that's mm-hmm. been how long ago? 2005. How long? 15 okay, years. so you're talking 15 years, a decade and a half. Mm-hmm. And do you believe mm-hmm. that um, the intensive is what did that? I think that, well, yeah. I mean, the answer is short answer is yes. Um, yeah, I mean, we came together, and for, for most of us, it was the first time that we really were able to talk openly about what we were struggling with. And it was done in a really safe um, way and in a safe place. 
Um, and, uh, you know, of course we had a lot in common. We were, the three of us weren't, uh, you know, the only ones in the group, but, uh, we seemed to just, you know, be cohesive and, and, uh, we ended up just making it, uh, an agreement that we would keep in touch and support one another. And we have for 15 years now. Well, and you know, Patrick Horn said, what you do inside of a group or inside of the fellowship or in treatment, um, you then practice outside. And so that loyalty, that dedication, that honesty, that transparency, they're all qualities that now you're practicing in your real life, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and uh, those are uh, the guys that I'm, I'm speaking about are, are the guys that uh, that I go to when I have the big life decisions. You know, they're part of... Uh, um, kind of, I guess, my, my executive board, if you will, um, you know, which I made up of uh, guys in recovery, um, my therapist, my own therapist, and um, and just some other folks that really know me really well. Uh, one of my friends, best friends, I've, I've been friends with him since uh, 10th grade, still in my life, and, and um, he's not in recovery, but he gets it. And he's actually happens to be a minister as well now. So um, that's my my executive board, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, we hold each other accountable. And um, I don't have to explain myself. You know, they know. They know me inside and out. Sometimes I think they know me better than I know myself. Well, that is the truth. I happen to believe the same thing, that, you know, it's so hard to be one person trying to figure it all out. But when people have the privilege of knowing you for a length of time and you've been honest and transparent, then they really kind of are one step away from you and can be much more realistic about who you really are and how you really feel. Now, Mm -hmm. you have come a long way, Tim. I mean, now... You are owner of a Better Lifetime Center for Hope and Healing. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that center and what you do there. Well, um, I primarily work with, with sex addicts um, and, and their spouses. I have another uh, therapist that I brought on, and um, she doesn't work with sex addiction per se, but she works uh, a lot with the kids, the children of the addicts, and um she has a little dog named Morty, and uh, it's a therapy dog, and it's just a beautiful thing to watch her uh, work with those kids. Um, rel- relatively new, um, but, uh, you know, just kind of starting out again in private practice, and, um, uh, you know, we we uh, have plans to expand, move into a bigger space already, um, and uh, perhaps even start bringing on some new therapists. Um, and the idea there is that everybody under one roof will will either be CSAT or be trained to work with the, um, the partners of sex addicts as well. So, um, and so tell we're about to begin. Yeah. So, well, the the program that we're beginning in December is going to be an intensive program, and the way it will be structured is. Um, We'll start the program uh, with a weekend intensive in Nashville. That will be a totally therapeutic experience. So people will be on site, um, either uh, you know, on site in our offices, 
Um, there's a hotel right up the street from our office, and, and the guys will stay there. Uh, so there'll be a continuity. People won't be going home. Uh, that also offers us the, affords us the opportunity to have people from outside of the Nashville area. Um, after that weekend intensive is over, there'll be a, a period of eight weeks where we'll do um, four uh, coaching sessions a week online um, and then one individual coaching session a week. So Monday, Tuesday, the group, Wednesday with me, and then Thursday and Friday with the group. And uh, we'll be using the, uh, you know, Carnes' model, um, the 30-test model, uh, using the Recovery Start Kit. And, it, again, it'll be a way for those guys to develop community, accountability, transparency, um, done in a, a very shame-free way. Um, and then at the end, uh, the capstone will be another intensive back in Nashville where we'll do kind of a, you know, a wrap-up, look at any loose ends, and then we'll uh, we'll do a uh, probably do like a sweat lodge or something really special and spiritual, um, and then have a graduation ceremony and and uh, wrap it up. So the idea is it's about an eight week program or process. I'm starting specifically in December on purpose. I want to give everybody who participates in this program an opportunity to be supported through the holidays. Um, you know, as you know, Carol, most uh, people in the sex addiction world, or a lot of them anyway, struggle with uh, substance abuse as well. So there's Christmas parties, there's New Year's parties. Um, you know, I want these folks to be completely supported and wrapped around through that process and, uh, you know, hopefully come out on the other end, you know, with some knowledge that it's possible to, uh, you know, endure your family if that's what you want <laughs> If that's what you have to do, uh, it's possible to, uh, you know, go to Christmas parties without drinking or not, you know, objectifying other people and, um, you know, acting out. You know, it's possible to live a life uh, that's, um, you know, full of recovery and hope and healing. Well, absolutely. And I, so I, I think you're very brave to do it during the holidays because obviously there are going to be people that are listening to this show and they're going to go, can I really be gone during the holidays? But what an excellent way to, you know, start your life over, get ready for the new year, and create some new relationships, some new habits, some new insights that are really going to stress that honesty, transparency, and openness, as well as being, you know, abstinent from those behaviors that continue to take you down. Yeah. We'll also keep in mind, you know, the only time they'd need to be gone in any of it is, you know, just for one weekend. The rest of the uh, the coaching sessions, um, you know, during the ensuing eight weeks will be online. So they can come in, you know, beginning of December and go back out. And then, uh, you know, beginning of February, come back into Nashville for the, the capstone weekend. Um, you know, the rest of the time there, you know, we're going to be meeting online, you know, via Zoom or whatever platform we need to use. And, um, you know, so it won't be that big of a stretch in terms of time. Uh, hopefully it won't be a, a huge stretch financially for them either. Um, and particularly as we get it off the ground, um, you know, we'll, we'll take a, a serious look at the price um, just so uh, we can we can get guys in there, men and women, in there who, who really need the help um, and to be supported. 
Okay, and so how long have you been a believer of intensives? Well, since my first one in 2005, um, you know. Okay, uh, so it was when experience. you experienced it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I've done several. Um, you know, uh, I've done trauma intensives. Uh, where I took a much deeper look at my trauma in five-day with uh, five day, uh, stretches with uh, Judy Crane, who's also a CSAT supervisor um, down at the guest house in Ocala, Um done multiple uh, intensives with uh, on-site um, and uh, most recently uh, did some work with uh, the Prescott House where I used to be a marketing person for them. Um, yeah, so it's it's just powerful and, you know, uh, intensive, um, intensive programs offer the opportunity to do that deep, deeper work without having to take 28, 45, 60, 90 days away um if if you know if the level of uh, problematic behavior hasn't reached uh the point where somebody needs to go inpatient um they can do that kind of work and uh get you know support before and after they do the intensive as well um so it's a great you know starting point it's also a great uh way to uh, like i said kind of beef up your 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 sobriety and it can also be a good way to realize that hey i Doing intensive isn't enough. I, I probably need to go inpatient. And, um, you know, there's a lot of wonderful sex addiction uh, treatment centers all over the country, which, you know, thank goodness with my training and your training with ITAP and having worked at the ranch and, and Prescott House, you know, we know the the folks. And, you know, I'm sure you know that there's just a, a really wealth of uh, good inpatient treatment centers. Oh, absolutely. And so for our listening audience, how would one mm-hmm. determine whether they need an intensive treatment center, you know, a 30- or 45-day program? I mean, obviously, you've worked at a lot of them, mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. something that is um, outpatient and is over a certain period of time and, and gives you that opportunity to really focus on yourself, but you aren't gone for mm-hmm. six weeks. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, the first step would be working with your individual therapist in your hometown um, or, you know, seeking out advice from, from folks. If there's not a CSAT where you live, um, you know, pick up the phone and call people for consultation. Um, you know, of course, I'm sure you're willing to do that. I know I am. And just get the level of uh, acuity and, and to assess to have the level of acuity assessed, um, and and just look at the the intensity, the the occurrences, frequency of the behaviors, um, and and I think that's one of one of those things that you know you need uh, some help kind of guiding through that. Of course. Um, we do know that the more treatment somebody receives, the, the, the higher likelihood of success they're going to have. Um, but I, I, you know, don't think it's always wise to say, well, you need to go to rehab. Um, you know, taking a stair-step approach might, might be the best idea, um, which is actually why if, if um, somebody comes into my program and, um, you know, it's determined that, you know, they need to go 
to a higher level of care, they can leave um, the, my program, and then when uh, they're done with inpatient, they can join back in, the, in my next round of intensive. So I'm going to try and be doing – the goal is to have these occur quarterly. So they can come back into the next one, and uh, they won't, I won't charge them. We won't charge them any more money. They can start from the beginning, but in a, in a, in a way it will be kind of picking up where they left off with us. Um, so it's a good kind of wraparound. Yeah. Go ahead. Because obviously you said wraparound. And one of the things that I mm-hmm. know is that a lot of these guys have families and partners. And, and sometimes when they go away and get healthy, it can be really difficult for the people they leave behind because the people are either left in the dark or they don't get the help they need. Do you do anything for partners of the addicts? Absolutely. You know, of course, it all comes down to the uh, the individual that I'm treating um, as to whether or not I can uh, communicate with the partners. Um, but the plan is, and 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 actually, what I do today, um, if it's if it's wise, you know, you have to kind of uh, suss out each each individual case to decide if it's it's a wise thing to do or not. But um, the the partner the spouse has has got to be tended to um and uh you know there are so many good therapists now that are trained specifically on how to work with partners and spouses of addicts um and so i believe in that and um you know i also believe in in helping line up resources uh for them that that aren't me <laughs> that aren't you know uh, somebody who they might perceive to be totally aligned with their, um, you know, cheating husband or, you know, uh, inf- infidel. And um, so the key to that, I, I believe, is to help create a, self, a safe container for the partners and spouses uh, with somebody who's really well-trained on how to do that and knows what they're doing. Um, and so then are you saying that, if somebody has a, a partner that's hurting too, and if he agrees mm-hmm. that you can contact the partner, your center mm-hmm. will either work with the partner or get them referred to somebody who has that expertise. That's actually that's absolutely right. Yes, um, you know, mm-hmm. we're still in our infancy, you know, where we don't have anybody who's who's trained in that yet, and that that is at the top of my goal. And also, um, you know, I uh, because of my belief, you know, about um, working with partners and spouses, um, you know, it's it's so crucial because if you think about it, um, the addict's going to have to go home at some point, and uh, they're going to be going home to a very very wounded person, and um, it, it's just uh, it, it kind of is a setup if both people aren't attended to. Um, it's a setup for the addict to relapse um, and for there to be further harm to the spouse and the partner. So that's incredibly important. And, um, you know, I personally feel that it's it's uh, uh, almost malpractice if we don't do that, if we don't attend to that. Um, of course, the partner has to be willing, but um, I just think it's absolutely critical. 
Well, I'm glad you said that because you know I'm a partner-sensitive therapist, and I mm-hmm. really believe that it is up to her. And sometimes there's a natural resistance when mm-hmm. an addict has um, acted out and she's discovered it, and now he's getting some treatment. There can be a part of her that says, I'm done. I am not going to do any work. I'm just not going mm-hmm. to. And it's almost a natural response. And mm-hmm. um, what what I know to be true is after they decide they're going to take control of their life, they usually figure out, I need help. This is overwhelming. I'm miserable. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm depressed. I need to figure out how to get healthy again. So I love mm-hmm. the fact that you said it's almost malpractice, not to at least offer that as an option. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, somewhere along the way, I just picked up this, this um, adage, you know, it's kind of become, you know, my motto is like, what's the next most loving thing I can do? You know, what's the most loving thing I can do in this situation? Um, and for me not to uh, attend to partners, at least by giving them, um, you know, some options, even if it's just sending you a list of, of therapists or just saying, hey, I'm here when you, you know, if you ever want to talk to me, I'm always happy to, to pick up the phone. Um, you know, that, that can make all the difference in somebody's world. That is the most loving thing you and I can do for, for our partners. Oh, I agree. And, you know, Tim, you really have had more experience in your 15 years. I mean, you have worked for some of the best facilities. You've seen how it works. Um, You've worked Mm -hmm. with some of the the most skilled professionals. And now you put it all together and you're creating this again for, for people that are looking for a better life. And so I'm talking with Tim Kiernan. He's an LMFT, a CSAT, a CMAT, a CTT, um, and he is the owner of a Better Lifetime Center for Hope and Healing. And you can see his website by going to www.csattim.com. So tell us a little bit about you know, what is a CMAT and what is a CTT? So CMAT is another designation or certification that's offered by ITAP, Certified Multiple Addictions Therapist. Um, and, you know, I, I think that Dr. Carnes and, and both Dr. Carnes have done a wonderful job of just um, figuring out that addiction is addiction is addiction is addiction, and it takes different forms. And particularly with sex addiction, there are, um, you know, co-occurring disorders. There's, uh, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, financial disorders, um, which really go hand in hand with, uh, with sexual addiction, uh, eating. And so ITAP offers, uh, um, you know, a program for the CMAT and, and uh, specializations for, I think, uh, chemical dependency as well as, as, well as uh financial disorders and that's the financial disorders one is is that i got uh, trained in and um you know it, it they equipped me with more tools than i've ever needed um but uh it's just amazing to see you know when you look at somebody who's living a life that's unmanageable 
so often, if not the majority of the time, their their financial lives are in ruins as well, um, for whatever reason. Um, I know the the thrill I get when I see a good sale, you know, and it's like, wow, if I can get three pairs of pants instead of one for well, of course, and I can justify it by it was on sale, or zero percent financing. Oh yeah, I can get that. Um, and and for a lot of people, that's kind of just the way of life or a mindset. And and um, I've helped several people kind of out of those dire straits. Um, the CTT is uh, the certified trauma therapist. And um, I, I uh, worked on that with uh, Judy Crane and Tom Pekka. Um, Judy used to own the refuge, and then uh, she, uh, her and Tom uh, started uh, the guest house. Both are in Ocala. And um, uh, it was a five-week intensive program where just we did our own work. We did our own trauma work and um, really uh, dove really deep and learned every major modality for working with trauma from EMDR and brain spotting to uh, internal family systems and uh, um, somatic experiencing as well. Um, Just a really robust, um, fantastic training. And and it it changed me professionally, but it also changed me personally. And uh, I I couldn't thank Judy enough and and Tom enough for having that experience. And, and so share I'm also with a certified coach. You, <laughs> I know. Sorry. And who was that with? Tell us again. Who uh, the you, life, you life purpose Institute. Say okay. again. I'm sorry. And, and, yeah. Well, I, you know, people are always curious about coaches. So tell us a little bit about what that entailed for you. What did you have to go through to become a certified coach? Well, the coaching part was, it was really interesting. Um, it, it, you know, the best way it was explained to me is it's just, it's like future forward thinking, developing strategies and, and uh, planning, um, setting goals. And, and really the program I went through and the way I do it is just setting a really high degree of accountability. Um, I'll set the goals for the client. The client sets the goals and then, you know, they, they, hire me to help them achieve those goals. Um, and, and kind of getting back to the, uh, the idea of the trauma habits, um, that's what we're really looking at, right? As addicts, we're looking at the day-to-day uh, behaviors that reinforce the, the trauma bonds and therefore, you know, cause the addictive behavior. So um, you know, future forward as, as opposed to in general, um, you know, therapy looks at, you know, kind of what happened in the past where coaching looks at, you know, what's yet to come. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, it's interesting because when I, my my professional um, certification with, with ITAP started in 2007, and prior to that I had said I wanted to do coaching. So I do coaching, which at that point – there was no trauma coaching. You could only coach with people that didn't really have mental health issues. You were to leave that for the mental health therapist. You had to take the person that was really doing well to their next level. And so I get done with my coaching, and I get one, I get one hour, the president of our coaching school, which is IPEC, which is the most em- amazing coaching school in the world, 
uh, and his name was Bruce Schneider. And Bruce says, so what are you going to do now, Carol? And I said, well, now that I'm done with coaching, I think I'm going to go into sex addiction. And he goes, oh, that's an incredible niche for a coach. And I said, mm-hmm. what? I, I said, sex addiction is filled with darkness and pain and trauma. And, and he goes, I know that's a wonderful uh, profession for a coach. And I said, now, wait a minute. I spent two years listening to don't deal with mental health issues. And he said, well, you know what? Coaching is changing so quickly and so drastically that truly if you get an expertise in a niche like sex addiction, you will be absolutely skilled to take them into recovery. And so here's mm-hmm. what I want to say to you. Obviously, you and I both know that coaching can focus on trauma, and coaching can focus on where you go after trauma and how you use that trauma to get better, help others to get better, and and follow a recovery action plan. And so one of the things mm-hmm. that I noticed when I was reading up on you is that you said that you wanted to help people develop, you know, um, that ability to focus on strategies for becoming and remaining sexually abstinent and in recovery. So Mm -hmm. as we end for today, can you give our listening audience one coaching skill that you might advocate for a client to help them take their life to the next level? Well, geez, put me on the spot, Carol. I know, and I know you can handle it, Tim. <laughs> Come on, I know you can. I'm, I'm gonna. I know. I'm. I'm gonna take the easy way out, though. <laughs> the the PC the PC PCI. You know, I I I keep going back to it. You know, I cannot think of a better uh, tool to use um, to help people. Um, uh, you know get through just the little thing um, and help to attain those goals. And when you look at that, you know, it, it just says, it's just kind of this uh, ethereal idea of like, okay, what are the seven most problematic places in your life? You need to rely on people to, uh, to fill that out. You, to do it by yourself is, is really doing yourself a disservice. So when you do the PCI, you do it the right way. You learn how to ask for input. You're learning how to uh, ask somebody to point out your blind spots. Um, and you can't really do it effectively unless you get the input of other people. So think about that. You're, you're identifying the small things that keep you stuck. You're learning how to um, ask people for help, which are the four hardest words for any, you know, any addict is, will you help me? Um, mm-hmm. And you're, you're, uh, you're, you know, you're starting to put the little things in action. And, and what the cool thing about the PCI, I think, too, is that those seven areas aren't set in stone. So it's kind of like as you master keeping your car clean, uh, brushing your teeth. Those are just two simple examples, but let's just say they're on yours, right? And so as you start brushing mm-hmm. your teeth, and then you can take the brush your teeth thing off and we can put something else in. So slowly you work through these these things and, and uh, these items that are on that list and you, you eventually you get to the point where 
you don't necessarily need to use a PCI anymore because your life is, you know, is kind of this optimal recovery thing. And just, it's just a, a fantastic tool and um, it's a great coaching tool. Um, and uh, yeah, so well, there you go. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you being able to help our listening audience know one thing that really can help regulate their life and take it to the next level. I mean, that is really what it's all about. So I wish you continued success, Tim. And one more time, talking with Tim Kiernan, and he's got a Better Lifetime Center for Hope and Healing. Hope and healing. And he has started, yeah. And, yeah. and if you would, again, you're starting this program, you said the beginning of December? Beginning of December. Um, the details are not on the website yet, but they will be by the end of the week. Um, and uh, for all the information you need, just feel free to pick me, pick up the phone and call me or email me in the meantime, um, it, or anytime, really. Uh, but the, the best way to do that is go to csattim.com, and, um, uh, you know, uh, all that will be there ASAP. Okay, you got it. And so one more time, give them your phone number that they can call you if they want to inquire more about your services. Sure, it's uh, 615-598-3613, and my email is tfkiernan at gmail.com. You got it. And last but not least, he went over it before, but it's www.csatim.com, csat.tim, no, it's csattim.com. So, Tim, continued success, and I agree with you, intensives are the bomb. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I look forward to to working with you further, Carol, and uh, it's great to hear your voice again. And um, whatever you need, you feel free to reach out. All right, Tim, you make it a good one, and we'll talk soon. Likewise. Take care. All right. Okay, so that was Tim Kernan, and he advocates forever and ever intensives. He knows that it is the number one way to make some big changes when you really need to focus on yourself. Well, that's it for our show. We will see you next week for more Sex Help with Carol the Coach. Hey, if you want a good summit where you can hear all about connection, then go to the Connection Summit, and that's on my website, www.sexhelpwithcarolthecoach. It's a freebie, 36 of the top professionals in the field, and if you get it on my site, I get the points. Hey, there will only be one of you at all times, but you fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. We'll catch you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.